Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the ladder match to my steel cage death match. Stephen Davidson, how you doing, buddy? Momo liked my tweet. Yes, yes, Momo did like your tweet. So you are uh, you're you're over the moon. You're finished. You've you've accomplished everything you need now, right? I'm out. You're out. He's out. Okay. So this will be a solo show from now on. We'll, we'll talk to you later, Steve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're just kidding, but not about the Momo tweet. That's pretty awesome. That happened. Um, I've got so I've got Momo. I've got Tom. I've got Mina Shirakawa. I need Julia. There you go. I need a like from Julia. That would be cool. And again, we got to get him to listen to, and then you know share the show yes <laughs> which would be great yes uh, <laughs> wonder i wonder how well they would understand our show that's true that is the big uh that's the big issue <laughs> bit of they, a language barrier there they would yeah. understand the last thing you say every show now yes that yes would be about they would, it. <laughs> they would. mina's working on english i don't know about the rest of them though yeah <laughs> And I, I don't know that I could I can learn <laughs> Japanese. I'm, sorry. I'm I'm working on it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm not fluent nor anywhere near it. I don't know that I could learn it well enough to speak it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we got plenty of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, but of course, as always, we have to kick off with our three count segment. And it was my challenge uh, for this week. And I challenge you to your three favorite title runs um just uh three favorite runs from start to finish that you enjoyed the most or you thought were significant you know however you want to quantify it but your top three what do you got at number three my friend all right at number three i'm going way back way back way back from wrestlemania 4 to wrestlemania 5 Mm -hmm. and the macho man randy savage Ah. as the world the wwf heavyweight champion of the world this was the the pinnacle of me getting into i'd been watching wrestling a couple years but i really became feverish about it when andre beat hogan for the championship that's that's what really sucked me in and and hooked me for good and so it was right after that that wrestlemania 4 happened and the macho man won that championship and so that year was it wasn't the year that introduced me to wrestling, but it was it was the year that really made me the mega fan that uh, I still am to this day. So I look back on that fondly. And it was a good run, too. It's not just nostalgia. Um, man, he was all over the place. He was wrestling Andre the Giant, Ted DiBiase, and, and the Honky Tonk Man, and the Ultimate Warrior, and eventually Hulk Hogan. And I mean, he he was out there and he was on house shows and he was on TV and he was on Saturday Night's Main Event and he he was all over the place and he uh, he earned that championship reign and it was uh, a good one. And I look back on it with nothing but fond memories. That's excellent. A great choice. Uh, Such a good run that that year, too. 
Uh, I mean, we have a lot of love for Macho Man. I mean, oh yeah, he's just great. He's freaking out. It's right. Um, he was just a phenomenal talent uh, in the ring. Great personality. Sometimes maybe a little too much personality as the stories go. A little overzealousness, we might say. Um, coming from a good place. But coming from a good place. Yeah. Yeah. But but love, love Randy Savage. Uh, and that was a, a pinnacle moment for both his career and just wrestling in general. And it was uh, yeah. when he was with Elizabeth and they were like the item. And right. It was just that was that was peak Macho Man for me. Yeah. And of course, that all kind of eventually led into the mega powers exploding, which mm. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and one of my favorite uh, times in wrestling, especially when I was younger. Uh, great choice at number three. Uh, my number three, um, going back to April 1st, unfortunately, I didn't write down the year. Oh, well, uh, but it is several years ago now. But it's uh, when Asuka went on her tear for 510 days as the NXT Women's Champion. Of course, she defeated Bailey uh, for the title uh, to gain it and then beat all challengers <laughs> coming thereafter. Um, yeah. And it really, and and for, and, you know, as much as we talk about how misused she is, especially now, uh, right now in the product uh, and how we'll get to that again later. Yeah. And how she was misused after this run, when she was first brought to the main roster, but still this, this run, I, I, I love because it really solidified that she is top tier talent. I mean, she was in NXT. They knew exactly how to use her and they did so. And gave her a great launching platform as going for when she went to the main roster. But again, you know, won the Rumble, awesome, but then lost to Charlotte Flair, which was very confusing <laughs> at yeah. Mania. But yeah, that, that that's my number three. Uh, again, 510 days, and she never lost the NXT title. She relinquished it as yeah. well, to be noted. Uh, so technically... She is still the women's NXT champion right now, much like uh, what's his name is still the longest entrant in the Royal Rumble. Oh, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. <laughs> they, I mean, she was running through everybody to the point where they had to bring people in. Like they brought Mickey James back yeah. to be a challenger for Asuka. That was a good uh, match when she came back. It to was. That, it, was, that it, was an excellent match. I actually think it was my favorite Asuka match in NXT. Mm. Yeah, that, that was a good one uh yeah so good yeah good choice not surprised now i'm thinking about i didn't try to mentally predict what you were gonna what you were gonna pick but that one does not surprise me um all right so my number two a little more recent okay but still not 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 current we're talking about the 434 day title reign of one c m punk uh you know he he didn't get the spotlight during this reign uh, he he rarely was main eventing pay-per-views yeah uh he was playing second fiddle to john cena he main evented when he wrestled john cena yeah that was pretty much it uh which he did a couple of times um he, during what defended the title at mania against jericho and it wasn't main event yeah 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 because uh second fiddle to uh cena and the rock yeah yeah um but uh this title reign hooked me and I was very, very invested in it. I, I felt yes. connected to CM Punk. Um, we're a lot alike in our personal lives. Uh, the whole straight edge thing. 
Um, I felt connected to that. Uh, the way that he is kind of geeky in the comic books and much like me. So we're, we're very similar. And I felt like I was living vicariously through him and that him succeeding was success for me and everyone like us. Uh, and I absolutely was invested. The only time I wanted him to lose was when he was against Daniel Bryan. But, right. <laughs> but um, I, I didn't hate that he didn't lose. Uh, I was okay with him retaining through, through that too um and i just man i didn't want it to end i knew it had to especially with the rock looming um but uh yeah i enjoyed every day of that entire reign yes uh it was a a fantastic reign and um just so we can kind of conglomerate it was my number one okay (laughs) i'm gonna and my number two while waiting i'll put that one at number one and we can just extend this one as number two for me as well right now um Uh But yeah, I love this. Of course, uh, it all kind of kicked off with, uh, you know, the summer of punk and him uh, defeating uh, John Cena for the title at uh, Money in the Bank in 2011. Of course, he would go on uh, to lose it to Del Rio later, uh, but then then regain it at Survivor Series. Right. And and then again, go on that 434 day run, uh, finally losing to The Rock at Royal Rumble almost two years later uh, yeah. because they wanted the title to be in that program year and a half, but yeah. year and a half with uh yeah. with cena and rocks return match right um twice in a lifetime yeah twice in a lifetime but yeah no what a fantastic and i, and I agree with everything you said it was i re, i really got invested in him as a champion i, I liked him as a performer anyway mm-hmm. but this him finally getting again some spotlight at yeah. least at the top again with the exception of when cena was involved oh. even if he wasn't vince's main event he was our main event he was yes. our champion he was the fans main event and the fans yeah. champion for sure um and yeah just absolutely loved it and just echoing pretty much everything you said i, I didn't relate to him so much on the straight edge thing not that i'm a wild partier or anything uh you're drinking now oh, i see uh, it I'm a parent. <laughs> Alcohol is involved after long days with the kid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Actually, I don't really drink. Not anymore. I used to uh, here and there, but I don't drink hardly ever anymore. So I'm more straight edge now than I was then yeah, <laughs> when this yeah. was going on. Um, but yeah, uh, love punk, love that run. And it is, again, was my number one. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, my number one, yes, <laughs> your actual number one, my, my actual number one, um, probably not his best title reign, but my favorite, uh, Bret Hart's 1997 championship reign from SummerSlam, where he beat The Undertaker to uh, the Montreal Screwjob yes. Survivor Series. So not short. I mean, not is short, not long, not long. Uh, just running from August to November but it was during my favorite story of all time. And it was during the year where Brett did his best work. Um, and that's saying something because it's Brett. Um, so it was the, the whole USA versus Canada thing. And Brett was a heel in the United States and a face everywhere else, but he was a face to me, no matter where he was. Um, I, he, I've talked about this before. He was the kind of heel, my favorite kind of heel, the heel that's a heel because he speaks the truth that people don't want to hear. And that's what he was doing. Um, and now we all kind of do it. 
about about the United States sometimes. Yeah, uh, he he was twenty years ahead of us, pointing out all the stuff <laughs> that now we admit. Um, so uh, and I, it was just great, and he was putting on the best matches out of anybody, including Shawn Michaels, um, who was close. I'll give him that because he did have that Hell in a Cell in October. Um, but uh, he he was just at the top of his game, both in the ring and on the mic. It was I'd never felt more invested in any character in wrestling uh and the the more upset people got that he was champion the more i loved it <laughs> and so i loved him being champion even if it was just for a, a few months it was his last title reign in wwe obviously last title reign in wwf because it ended with the screw job um but i thought it was uh it was the best uh yeah great choice i knew you'd have bret hart somewhere on this that was the yeah. only thing I, I was like he, there'll be a bret hart run somewhere on there uh i thought there might be a sasha banks one in there yeah um it would have had to have been her smackdown one um and it, it was it was good but it just doesn't have the nostalgia that the other three had for me yeah, yeah. uh one that i would i would have had the becky lynch uh you know becky two belts yeah. uh run in there uh, more of an honorable mention but what i had for number two which we've slotted now into number one uh for me started at wrestlemania 31 when john cena defeated rusev for the u.s title oh i and it was a 147 day reign so not super long kind of mm-hmm. you know a mid-range especially for a mid-card belt um he would eventually lose it to rollins at SummerSlam. But I loved the weekly open challenge and the prestige he brought back to that mid-card title. Uh, and I thought that was just amazing, and I, and I loved it. Uh, and Cena was the right guy to do it. Uh, one of the top guys being okay with stepping down to a mid-card belt and making it must-see. You tuned in every week because you wanted to see who was going to answer that challenge. Who's going to be the one? And this was at a time when, you know, again, seen a very polarizing character. Half the people wanted him to lose. Half the people wanted him to win. So you had the, the great dynamic as a fan standpoint, uh, waiting to see who's going to knock him off the pedestal. And then, uh, you know, the, on the other side, just how long can he keep this up and keep winning? So uh, I really, really enjoy what he did with that title run. Again, not super long, but uh, he did uh, just – worlds of good for that belt and since then the open challenge has become a pretty common thing yes yeah he kind of brought that back mm-hmm. um it, it, it was pretty old school um having title matches without stories building into them but that can be the story if you do it right right and and he did it right and you know we we've seen kushida doing it lately on nxt Mm-hmm. and um we've had others doing it as well and like yeah Seamus, so, i think Seamus, yep. was doing it yep yep so um yeah it uh i i liked it and yeah it definitely did uh did uh bring back something that can be fun and unpredictable and yeah good choice i didn't even think about it mm. are you choking on your alcohol over there i am yes oh god it's rum and coke. It's too strong, man. <laughs> it is. I have a little too much coke in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 
Anyway, that was our three count. What kind of challenge do you have for next week, my friend? All right. We've, we've kind of alluded to it a couple times here. Um, I want to know your three favorite wrestling characters. Ah. And so, and I want you to be specific. So, okay. you know, um, if, if it's Diesel, you got to tell me, is it Kevin Nash Diesel or is it Glenn Jacobs Diesel? Um, <laughs> I let me you, think. <laughs> you hated Diesel until Glenn Jacobs. You were like, I, know, I don't get right? it. God. Then Glenn Jacobs showed up. You're like, now nah, this is what it always should have been. That's right. <laughs> Same um, thing with Razor Ramon and Big Titan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good old Rick Bogner, man. He had it down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it doesn't. I don't care about the matches. I care about the conception of the character okay. and the execution of the character. So Mike work would, would play into it. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, I don't care about the matches. I care about the character and, conce- and concept and an execution. Okay. Also, it doesn't really matter about, it could be a character that wasn't around very long. Just uh, one that I really matter. like. If, if okay. you want to put Waylon Mercy on there, do it. <laughs> I, I was thinking more of the Taskmaster, but, or no, Shockmaster. No, <laughs> Taskmaster. That's next week. Taskmaster next... is next week. Black Widow, man. That's right. Yep. Uh, yeah. I got Marvel on the brain, man. Yeah. Marvel on the brain. Uh, but yeah, no, I like that. That's going to be a fun one. I, I, I dig that a lot. All right. Excellent. Um, now let's talk about something that isn't fun. Yeah. As we get into our normal, uh, normal show here, uh, top of the show, we have to talk about more releases. Um, another 14, uh, superstars let go. I don't have the list in front of me, but I mean, notable on this was, uh, ever rise, um, Fandango and, um, Tyler breeze, Tyler breeze. Um, Bollywood boys, the Bollywood boys, uh, Tony Nice, yeah, Marina Shafir, Tony Nice, Arya Davari. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest missed opportunity, Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion. Uh, that surprise. He was injured. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason he hasn't been on TV. He was injured, and he was doing great before that. That I don't understand. Yeah, uh, it, it's mostly two hundred five live. Yeah, and which kind of plays into reports coming out that Vince's kind of mentality of who he wants to bring along and push now not that it was ever really different from this but where has he was giving i guess the smaller guys more of a chance before now as far as hiring goes he's just looking for you know like 220 230 plus big athletic guys um and won't and and younger as well won't be taking a chance on you know the seasoned indie veterans and stuff like that uh which kind of holds true when you look at this number of releases it is kind of crazy um but it leaves me wondering if two or five live is even going to be around much longer i know because they've got i think they they only left what would normally be about what four or five yeah i mean they brought the a couple a couple of new people in lately a few new people in so that may help a little bit but yeah they i mean they gutted the roster yeah pretty much gutted 205 live um sad to see you know best wishes to all the superstars that were released i'm sure most of them will catch on august gray is another one he, he he's my number two out of out of this ah. list. he was really good too i, I and and had his own look 
and was very distinctive. I, yeah, I I don't know. I'm really surprised by Kurt Stallion. Like he yeah. was already getting uh, cruiserweight title matches and stuff before he got hurt, and then just while he's injured, you let him go. You don't even bring him back to give him just, another. Yeah, to give him a shot. Right. See- if you're not doing it prematurely uh, for me, ever rise, I thought was a big surprise. I, mm-hmm. I really think they're entertaining. I thought they, mm-hmm. they're funny. They're very athletic. I mean, they're not, you know, they haven't been on any huge winning streaks or anything like that, but they're only the young bucks. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a little bit of the young bucks. They look like them. They kind of act like them. But uh, again, you know, it kind of, it's they're different. They're a little yeah. bit different than the other things they have on the NXT roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. It is very sad. Um, I'm, again, I'm sure we'll see some of these people popping up uh, in other promotions very, very soon, or as soon as their non-competes are up. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, very interesting. We don't know who, but we do know that Laurinaitis granted someone a shortened uh, non-compete. Okay. Time. Uh, and basically went ahead and ended it. And it's right before we get to the Great American Bash, not Great American Bash, but um, the next uh, Slammiversary, the, the, the TNA. Oh, TNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Impact Wrestling, where they've been adver- you know, each year for the past couple of years, they have advertised a bunch of you know possibilities of released wrestlers showing up. Right. And uh, I think there is a chance for that to happen. A lot of people also say it could be Tommy End, former, formerly Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be him and possibly him showing up in AEW. Uh, so who knows? I have to wait and see on that one because there was no indication as to who it was. Um, but it is, but it is interesting that WWE is allowing that to happen that yeah. they are. Cause obviously they know if they're shortening the non-compete, the person is more than likely showing up uh, at a competitor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that tells me two things. Number one, that they're, they're probably letting them go for reasons other than we don't think you're worth something. Like, I think they, they care about these people as people, but they have some sort of reason business business related to let them go. And maybe they're letting them go so they can go somewhere and get a, get used better. Maybe they just realize we're not going to be using them. So let them go somewhere that is if they want to. But another thing, it just tells me again that, it's not as cutthroat. The competition's not as cutthroat as people want to make it out to be. Yeah. Especially now you don't really have, they're not really going head to head. I mean, with the exception of where AEW had to be moved to Friday nights, technically because of the NBA. Even that they, they came on after SmackDown. Yeah. So it wasn't direct head to head. You weren't really competing for viewers. Um, So that is kind of over the whole war (laughs) if there ever really was one even on wednesday nights right um so i think they understand that it's like and and for wwe's side if you know you're not going to use them why not let them go somewhere else yeah uh unless they want to stick around and just get paid and you're willing to do that yeah i i think some people probably would like that but others they want to work yeah um and I think I think we've almost come to a point now. I think the uh, the the ninety day non compete needs to either be shortened or just come to an end. Yeah, uh, I understand you don't want the situation like you had back in the day of we just released this person the next night on live TV they show up. Yeah, they're on Nitro. 
but yeah, but you know, shorten it down to 30 days. Why does mm-hmm. it need to be more than 30 days? There's really no point. Uh, honestly, the other company would need 30 days to kind of work them into their plans anyway. Yeah, more so. than likely, especially if it's a shock release like this that you know they don't know about because their contract is ending. Yeah, uh, kind of thing. But yeah, um, and uh, who knows? There could be more to come. You never know. This has been, you know, normally after WrestleMania every year we see releases. This mm-hmm. year we've seen it in waves and, and way this is more like the than fourth. The fourth wave, I think. I think this is the fourth wave and yeah. one of the largest ones. Yeah. Um, so very interesting to see if they're done, if there's more to come, who knows, uh, with live crowds coming back. Um, I don't know. And, and that's another thing that kind of shocks me with them getting ready to go back to even a limited tour schedule. Gutting part of your roster <laughs> doesn't quite make sense because you'd think you might need more yeah, for the tours. But who knows? Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Again, best wishes to everybody that was released. Hope to see you soon in other promotions. Um, let's, uh, talk, let's jump a little bit off here. WWE released their ranking of the top 50 tag teams, their ranking of the top 50 tag teams in history. We're not going to go through them all, but I thought we would look at a few and see if there's any of them that maybe stick out to you on the list. We'll go through like maybe the top 10 when we get to it, but is there anybody here in this first, you know, 50 to 30 that you think sticks out that should be top 10? Ooh, top 10. Um, I feel like the Bushwhackers at 50, they shouldn't be top 10, but I'd probably put them higher than 50. Okay. Well, let's say ones that you think um, should be up probably significantly higher than what they are. We'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd probably find room for the Bushwhackers in the top 30 somewhere. Okay. Um, I would, I don't think Batista and Ric Flair should be on there. Yeah, that <laughs> it's an odd choice. Um, they're a makeshift team. I don't even remember. I barely remember them being a team. <laughs> yeah, um, I could. I can't tell you one match. I can't even name no, one match. No. Um, I, I I can see Jericho and Big Show maybe because they at least you know had a memorable name. Jericho <laughs> and their own horrible mishmash entrance music. I yes, hate those entrance mishmashes like those suck. Yes, write something new. Um, uh, but I like seeing some of these, uh, the natural disasters, money incorporated. I, I think money incorporated should be a little higher. Maybe. That's what I was thinking. I think they might be, need to be a little bit higher. Yeah. Maybe top 20 for them. I mean, you got the bludgeon brothers at 31, no offense to the bludgeon brothers. Right. But they're a better ta- tag team than the Quebecers or too cool. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it's all subjective anyway, obviously, it is. but yeah. And when you get this far down in a list, it does get difficult to to rank them. Nasty Boys look low to me, too, at 41. Yeah. Um, they had a long career in multiple promotions where they were champions. Yeah. That's a little low. I mean, as far as WWE is concerned, rated RKO might even be a little bit low. Because mm-hmm. they did quite well. Um, let's jump up to a little bit further up. <coughs> Excuse me. Um Hmm. I like okay. that Team Hell No is on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like seeing Volkov in the Sheik. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as my, I just I was just talking about them. I don't know if the Mega Powers belong on this list. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, it was great seeing them team up, but 
there were so few instances. <laughs> it, it, it was there were more of just. Uh, I mean, they they had tag team matches, but I, I never really saw. They still had their singles careers going. Yeah, they, they never even fought for the tag team championships. Yeah, and that's. I think that should be a qualifier if you're going to be in the top fifty tag teams. You probably needed to at least be in the hunt for the tag team <laughs> championships. Yeah, yeah, they never were. Uh, they never wrestled actual tag teams. You never saw the mega powers against demolition. Right. Uh, they were against their singles rivals like DiBiase and Andre the giant. Uh, well, I guess they wrestled the twin towers, but even then Hogan and the boss man had a thing. Yeah. And Savage and Akeem had a thing. And that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree that the mega powers, such great memories of the mega powers. I just don't think they belong in this list. And especially not and not and especially not at thirteen. Yeah, yeah, they're above that the Rockers. High. The Rockers are at fourteen. The Rockers are top ten. I'm sorry, top yeah. ten for the Rockers. Demolition too. They're at number eleven. They should be higher. Yeah, but let's let's jump into the top ten here. Number ten, we got the British Bulldogs. Do you agree they deserve a spot in the top ten? Yes. Brothers of Destruction. No. No. Um, I think I agree with that. Again. High, Love, but not top 10 high. Yeah. Loved them together. Loved mm-hmm. them together. But eh, don't know if it's top 10 based on some of the other names we've seen lower on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Age Outlaws. Borderline. Borderline. I can see them hovering around 10. If I put my list together, they might fall just outside of it. Okay. Uh, the Usos. Top Ooh. 20. Oh, crazy. I'd, I'd say top 20. I don't know if I'd say top 10. Okay. Legion of Doom. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, again, Dudley Boys. Yes. Without question. Without question. Edge and Christian. Yes. Obviously, you're going to say yes to the next one. The Heart Foundation. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. The Hardy Boys. Yes. And slated at number one, The New Day. I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I mean, I'm okay with top 10. I wouldn't put them number one, but I understand the reasoning behind it. Yes, I understand why they would put them at number one, most definitely. Who would be? Who do you think your number one would be? My number one, honestly, would probably be the Heart Foundation. Okay. Or, or Edge and Christian. Uh, for me, and a little bit of fandom goes into this, but number one for me, I think, would probably be the Dudley Boys. Okay. Just because of the longevity and the number of championships, right. the sheer number of championships right. that they had. And see, I was never, like, I liked them, but I was never a huge Dudley Boys fan, but I can admit, I mean, yes, they belong in the top 10, hands down. Yeah. But I thought that'd be a fun thing for us to look at just to, to see and, and give our thoughts on. So um, I would take out Brothers of Destruction, mm-hmm. probably Outlaws and Usos, and put Demolition and the Rockers in there. Maybe have the Outlaws at number 10. Okay. But yeah, and I can yeah. see the rest of it staying. The, the rest of the top 10 staying the same. Okay. Or cool. at least with the same teams, maybe not in that order. And see this, I'm looking at this, and maybe I'm just drawing a blank. At number 12, the Valiant Brothers? Jimmy and Johnny Valiant. Yeah. Okay. From, from back in the day, yeah. Okay. They're just yeah. kind of before my time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I thought that'd be neat to look at. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into to SmackDown from uh, last week and... Uh, Bailey is back in the title picture. Looks like we're going to continue the Bianca and Bailey 
I mean, who else is there? Well, that's true. You know? <laughs> They've got to have everybody else in the money in the bank. And and I, I assume we're going to continue this probably, uh, I mean, again, until money in the bank. And then afterwards, we should see a Sasha return. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or do you, do you think it's possible Sasha could be a surprise entrant into money in the bank? I haven't ruled that out. Um but yeah, I think they're keeping this going because they don't have anybody else on the roster. But here's the thing. They just had a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Where do they go? Again, it's like the problem we were talking about in AEW. And I mean, they had this problem with Edge and Randy Orton. You start with the big match, what would normally be the blow off, the end all right. be all stipulation match. And now you have you have to go backwards. Yeah. And, and it ended clean. It ended definitively. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you know, they haven't announced Bailey's getting a title shot, but she she beat Bianca in the mixed tag match. Yeah. So, you know, what else are they doing? I mean, that's obviously where they're going with it. I would assume, yeah. I don't see how they don't do that. Um, but, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, uh, I would love to see Sasha. Well, it's like I'd love to see Sasha surprising in the Money in the Bank, but – she doesn't need the money in the bank to be in the title picture. I'd like her to have it on her resume. So well, she that's true. She won it. But if I have to choose, I'd rather she win the rumble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cause I, even though I don't think it'll happen, I would really love to see Nikki in the bank. And we talked about it last week, but I'd love right to now see I'm, Cross. I'm all, I'm wearing my shirt. You see my shirt. I see it. I yep. see it. I'm all in on Liv Morgan. That would be cool. She and- isn't officially announced for it. They, they just heavily suggested that if she beats Carmella, she'll be put in it. I mean, they'll put her in it. Like, it would be stupid not to at this point. And but they, they haven't. And again, they don't have enough people not to put her in. Really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Women's Money in the Bank. Two people. Two people in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am excited to see where that goes. Speaking of Money in the Bank, we had some more qualifiers on SmackDown. And Carmella uh, was kind of announced just to be in it. For she the sake fought of hard for that, man. Yeah. And then, of course, Liv, we are speculating heavily that she's probably going to be in it based yeah. on them saying that she defeated Carmella. It she, would be mean to her fans. Yes. At this point, that would just be cruel. Um, but also qualifying for Money in the Bank and now throwing a wrench into who I think might possibly win. Yeah. Big E! Big E. <laughs> uh, I, I think he would be a great choice because I think he's right on that. He, he's on that edge to be world title challenger material. And he's been on Talking Smack in Paul Heyman's face for so long, yeah. saying that he's going to be at WrestleMania fighting for that championship. If he wins Money in the Bank, he can yeah. just wait to WrestleMania. Yeah, and and just cash in then. So yeah, I as much as I want to see a Sami Zayn running around with the with the Money in the Bank, that would be so fun. Uh, Big E might possibly be my new favorite for it. We'll have to we'll have to see. Do you think uh, Sammy beats Kevin in the last man standing match tonight on SmackDown for the Money in the Bank qualifier? This one is an interesting one because reports were coming out that Kevin Owens was going to take some time off uh, after, you know, the match they had at Hell in a Cell. But then to everyone's surprise, including Sammy's, we have this last man standing match coming on uh, for tonight. So, oh, it again, it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be awesome. These two don't put on bad matches when they're in there together. Last man standings are hard though, because you, you can't have a quick win, right? You have to slow the match down in order to win the match. And it takes some of the heat out of it. 
I wonder if maybe, maybe, and again, Kevin Owens could still be planning to take some time off. Maybe this will be the, mm-hmm. uh, the match that they set that up with. Who knows? Could be outside interference. Uh, last man standing again, it's kind of, you know, all rules are out the window for the most part. So anything can happen. Um, hmm. I think Sammy wins. I, I, th- I think so too. I think he Sammy just, wins. Uh, yeah. He, he would be, I mean, Kevin would be great to have in it, but if I'm having to choose just based on their current characters, Sammy would just be, he's too much fun not to be in this match. Yeah. And, and no, no disrespect to Kevin Owens, but since he hasn't been on TV leading up to this match, it makes it very unlikely for me to say he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially without fans, <laughs> I think, I think you severely disrespected Kevin Owens. I did. Totally. Sorry, Kev. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no backsies. No backsies. Dang. Oh, well, he won't be liking the show apparently. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And then last week we talked about, the, the rumors and speculation that the, the edge was poised to come back to do a program with Seth Rollins, which still could be very much in the cards. It he looks d- like it is, but he comes back last week, just shows up at the end segment. I was completely surprised. Uh, I did not expect that in the least. So, and I think did they announce that he is the challenger for money in the bank? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. That, is. that match is official for money. In the bank. Okay. Mm-hmm. So edge and, and reigns. He's still whining about Daniel Bryan too. Did you hear that? Give yeah. me the match. I should have had at WrestleMania. The uh, match that was taken from me. Get over it. <laughs> what I did love and made me chuckle was at the very end of SmackDown when edge is just, you know, facing the, the hard camera. And he says, where are you at Roman? Roman was at the top of the <laughs> the entranceway. We we had just seen him, and he was standing. He wasn't walking away. He was just standing there. So I get it. You know, it's just for TV and promotion. But it just struck me as kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like turn to your right, dude. <laughs> He's yeah. right there. Um, pretty easy to find. Yeah, pretty easy to find. Uh, so SmackDown was pretty pretty good last week. Uh, I mean, I thought so. SmackDown has been good consistently, more consistently yeah. than Raw. Although Raw has been doing better. I'll say that generally, generally better Um, switch uh, gears over to some AEW stuff. Uh, Of course we had, you know, two shows to go through, although again, not a lot that I really want to highlight other than just a few little tidbits here and there. Uh, I thought uh, Statlander and the bunny had a good match. Mm -hmm. Uh, This would be last uh, Friday. What's going on over there? What am Uh, I doing? That's the second time. Yeah. I forgot to put my phone on silent. That's my text message, which is the uh, the Utini from Star Wars, the job. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, it's all geeky over here. Um, I thought Statlander and Bunny had a good match. Uh, Statlander picking up the win, of course. Uh, I like undefeated for the year, right? I believe so. Statlander. Yeah, I think so. I do believe so. Uh, also want to highlight which Junk- puts her at number 11 in the rankings or something. Yeah. <laughs> Jungle Boy, of course, uh, did not pick up the uh, uh, the win uh, against uh, Kenny Omega, but he did pick up a win uh, on Wednesday, and he is the first uh, member of the roster to reach 50 wins. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. So congratulates, congratulations to him on that. Uh, we had, uh, looks like we're going to get 
Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, uh, we've seen this coming. Kenny, Kenny Omega came out, and it was Evil Uno and the Dark Order that came out uh, to confront Omega, but it was on behalf of Hangman Page. So I think that is awesome. Uh, I am excited for that, although I think it should be booked for Omega to keep it if these two fight. I, I yeah. I, I think I think, I think we, he needs to lose some other titles before he loses this one. Yes. Uh I think the impact championship specifically needs to be lost before he loses the AEW one. Um yeah. and otherwise he's basically an impact wrestler. Yeah. It's like then it, it it gets really convoluted. But anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, so uh, that happened. We had uh, some more stuff with Christian Cage and Team Taz. Um, the Young Bucks are... <laughs> those mustaches, man. Yeah, the stashes on the Bucks, man. I can't... <laughs> it's 70s porn style. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it's like, they're heel, okay? They gotta grow some facial hair. <laughs> well, didn't they have... They had, like, full beards and mustaches, right? And then they just shaved... Yeah, kept yeah. the mustaches. Yeah, they went. Yeah, very just kind of the justache or the handlebar. And, and just, Kenny Omega is he trying to look like Triple H? I know, right? That is what it looked like. To it me. is. It is. He is looking With a the little mutton chops, bit, the, the chops, the and hair, the clothes. Everything. It looks like he's going for two thousand three Triple, like the worst Triple H. The worst. <laughs> like, why not go for the best? He's going for the worst version of Triple H when he was too big to do anything. <laughs> oh yeah i don't know unless i think omega's mentality is i'm gonna take the worst version of you and show you that it can get over <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> who knows um but yeah so i aw doing good we had um brit baker and yeah i wanted to talk about that yeah brit baker and um nyla rose yes uh but the tag team match is what i wanted to talk about it was Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Oh, right. Versus Britt Baker and... And um, Rebel, not Reba. Yeah, Rebel, who unfortunately seemingly suffered an injury. I heard about that. I didn't catch it, though. What happened? Um, I didn't I didn't notice it. Yeah, I didn't either. And I, I just read about it today. I, don't, I can't remember. I want to say it was a shoulder injury, but I don't okay. remember from what. Okay. Well, I know it was it was during an interaction with with Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what which move it was specifically that it happened on. Um, but with Vicky Guerrero still being with Nyla Rose, this is heel versus heel. <laughs> Except that the fans are turning Brit face. Yeah. And so th- this is not very well planned. I don't think so either. It's just not because Brit has been an excellent heel excellent and now why 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 are they choosing to do heel versus heel and take what's been working for what got her to the championship has Mm -hmm. been her heel work and so why take that away by forcing fans if the fans are going to be forced to choose between brit and nyla they're going to choose brit and you knew that yeah so why why not give her why why not keep the program going with sheeta yeah, let there be a return match for Sheeta. It's still very much heel versus face. Um, 
yeah, I just I do not get this. I would have said, you know, maybe put her with Statlander, but I think that would be a bad idea because I think Statlander could be one of the ones in the running to eventually take it from her. Yeah, um, and you don't want her to lose too quickly after coming yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think you, they should have definitely went with a, a, a definitive heel versus face. Yeah. Good versus yeah. evil. You know, that should have been how her first defense went but that's not what they're gearing for. And it is very confusing. And I think yeah. a bad choice, a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> also a bad choice and not her fault. Putting Vicky Guerrero in a match. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not, not uh, even, even the finish where she taps out to uh, the, um, the, uh, Oh, uh, um, one of the uh, color mandible claw. Oh, um, uh, now I can't remember. It's such a clever name too. It's actually a really good name, and I'm, I'm blanking on yeah. it. Yeah, but but once she tapped out and Britt let her go, she didn't sell it. She immediately like was pitching a fit and up on her feet and like mad. Like she didn't sell it. Yeah, like come on, Vicky, come on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, all I really wanted to hit with uh, you know WWE Dynamite. That was the only thing I wanted to mention. Um, WWE Dynamite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I, 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 again, internet, stop. Yeah. It was a mistake. It could have, yeah. and the man did commentary for WWE for years. Decades. Decades. And he gets one slip up and you're like, rah, rah, rah. it's like, shut up. Just yeah. shut up. Yeah. I it's, chuckled. Uh... It was funny. And that's all it is. It's a one moment. It doesn't need to be remembered at this point. Right. Um, and and I mean, look, let's face it, the, the longer time passes, the closer Dynamite comes to being a WWE show anyway. Well, that's true. <laughs> Eventually they might get bought out you know, or just the talent <laughs> showing up. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's move on. You've got some uh, some stardom stuff to talk about with the Yokohama Dream Cinderella preview. Yes, they're us. back on pay-per-view this Sunday. I've ordered, I'll be watching, not live, it's at 4 a.m. on the east coast 1 a.m. on the west coast if you're with us over here in the united states um but i have nothing else to do on sunday so i'll get up and i'll watch um so we've uh, been building they had three shows over the last weekend helping to build i'll kind of touch on things from those shows as i go through the card here so sunday fourth of july which uh does not mean as much over there as it does over here so <laughs> they're not this isn't some sort of holiday show for them mm-hmm. um Gauntlet tag team match with Micah and Lady C, kind of a mishmash team. Micah being from uh, Donna Domando and Lady C being the only one on the roster not in a unit. Um, so, versus Hanan from Stars and Hina from Queen's Quest. So, that's odd as well. Versus Saki Kashima and Rina from Oedo Tai versus Konami and Fukigan Death from also from Oedo Tai. So it's kind of an interesting, it, it's it, basically this is who's not in a match. Let's team them up and put them against each other. <laughs> so um, I don't know who's going to win this. Probably Konami and Fukigan. Uh, that, that's my call because everybody else has at least one basically enhancement talent on their team. All right, so. hold on, hold on. I'm going to do, we're going to do something a little fun here. Okay. Um, I... I'm going to give my predictions. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Just All to right. see how I do being less knowledgeable than you. I'm picking the team with Lady C. <laughs> okay. All right. So Micah and Lady C. Micah's book's pretty strong. It's it's not impossible. Um, all right. 
So are you writing stuff down over there? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm you're writing it down, logging okay. it down so we can have it. Okay. For reference. Are you putting mine too? In case I forget who I picked. Oh yeah, I can now, do that. Cause now it matters. Okay. All right. So you're doing Micah and Lady C and I've got Konami and Fukigan death. Okay. <clears throat> While you're doing that next up on the card tag team match, Momo Watanabe. She liked my tweet and Azumi <laughs> versus Starlight Kid and Ruaka. Um, this I can see going either way. Starlight Kid's getting a bit of a push since she just got kidnapped by Oedo Tai, and they're kind of she's part of a pretty high profile story, but she hasn't won every match since that's happened, so doesn't necessarily mean she'll win this one. Ruwaka is typically there to take a fall. Um, Momo hasn't been booked as strongly as I would like. Um, and but Momo and Azumi both are still booked fairly strong. Uh, by the way, Momo finally has a shirt. Yes, yes. Which I ordered for the low, low cost of sixty-seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, stardom. Um, and as because my first reaction was because of the shipping, right? And he's like, "That's a, I haven't even paid for all the shipping." Yet. No, <laughs> I paid for the shipping from stardom to the Japanese buyer, who's then going to ship it to me. So I haven't paid for the shipping from Japan to me yet. That's probably going to be like another twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, it was either that or not have the shirt. So, <laughs> I mean, those were my choices. And I definitely sure. wanted to support Momo. Um, I, I will say that I noticed that the uh, the English stardom account, I mean, the Japanese too, but I noticed on the English account, they put a couple of tweets out announcing that Momo had this product line. And both of those tweets got way more likes than the, the typical tweet from that stardom account. So I hope they're paying attention to that. People love Momo. Give her that red belt. Um, I think Momo. I think Momo Nozumi will will win this because usually Ruaka is there to take to take the fall. I am actually picking the same. Okay. Okay. Now, next up is actually the match I'm looking forward to the most. I think the vacant future of Stardom Championship Battle of the Cosmic Angels: Mina Shirakawa versus Unagi Sayaka. Mm. Um, I love both of them. I love the Cosmic Angels. Uh, I think if if we had done if if Today we had done the uh, three count where we were choosing our favorite our favorite stables. I think my list would be different. I think Cosmic Angels would be on there at this point. I love them that much, um, and there's just been dissension. I've mentioned it already. Dissension leading up to this match, and there was more over the last the last weekend. They did uh, the three of them, Cosmic Angels, successfully defend the Artist of Stardom Championships against Oedo Tai. So they extended their record. Now they have six successful defenses. Um, so that was good. Um, here, man, I, I want it to be Mina. I like Mina a little more than Unagi. Unagi has seemingly been getting a, a more of a singles push. She she made it deep into the the Cinderella tournament. Uh, she went to a time limit draw with Momo last weekend, which frustrated me a little bit, to be honest. But um, still, a sign that I, I, I think they're getting behind Unagi for this. But Mina's the one who's been kind of upset and feeling like she's not getting the spotlight. So I wonder if if that's leading to her winning it so that she feels better and then they all they're all happy, happy again. 
I could see this either way. Hoping for Mina, but I think I'm going to go with Unagi Sayaka. I, I think I'm going with Unagi as well. My thinking being just based on, you know, you talking about it is that the bigger drama, the bigger payoff is Unagi winning, Mina continuing to be upset. Yeah. And... I just don't want that. I like I feel like they're real people that I know. And I just want them <laughs> to get along. I hate seeing them fight. <laughs> like I'm watching wrestling and I'm like, no, don't fight. Like that's the opposite of what I should be saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching wrestling. Which I uh, want them to fight. Which my 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 extended prediction, uh, and I hope I'm wrong for your sake, is that it leads to Mina leaving. Then they'd just be a tag team. Well, I mean, <laughs> they can bring somebody stable. else in, right? They could. Uh, Lady C, I still think Lady C will end up with them at some point. Um, but I, I hope they, they, they don't split, and I hope this is just to build to this match. But we'll see. I'm definitely invested. This is the one I'm most invested on on the show. Um, so we'll see. All right, next up, the tag team, Goddesses of Stardom Championships. On the line, champions Julia and Shuri defending against Mayu Watani and Koguma, who had mm-hmm. just come back and joined stars. Mayu and Koguma beat them in a non-title match over the weekend. Ooh. Uh, this past weekend, Koguma getting the surprise pin on Julia, uh, which I Ooh. didn't see coming. I was watching that on the exercise bike today. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what? Um but I don't know. I, I think I think Julie and Sherry retain. I think that was just to build drama for for this match and make it a little more interesting. I agree. I uh, I'm a big fan of Julia, so I think uh, I'm going to go with her. Yeah. Uh, all right. Getting to the top of the card here, the Wonder of Stardom Championship, the White Belt, Tom Nakano defending against the winner of the Cinderella Tournament, Saya Kamitani or Kamitani. I. I I pronounce the way the ring announcers pronounce. And for like a year and a half, it was Sayakamitani. And now they've started to say Sayakamitani. And so pick one. Um, normally, this would be easy pick for Tom Nakano if we weren't coming off Saya winning the Cinderella tournament. And this was her wish. This was the match she wanted. Uh but she doesn't have that many singles wins to her credit. Uh, a lot of this, a lot of the Cinderella tournament wins were over the top rope, not the last couple, not the semifinals or the final. And those were good showings. Um, but also Tom, uh, Cosmic Angels are really over. People love them. So do you take it off the popular champion who really hasn't had the belt that long? Or does the Cinderella tournament winner squander her wish and lose? Both seem unlikely to me. <laughs> but something's got to give here. I mean, they could do another draw or something like that. Um, so I guess, am I predicting a winner? Am I predicting the, the match outcome or who's walking out as champion? Hmm. That, I'll leave that up to you. You All right, me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say both. I'm I'm sticking with Tom Nakano on this one. Okay, I am going with uh, Saya. Okay. All right, and then the main event: World of Stardom Champion Utami Hayashishita defending against the leader of Oedo Tai Natsuko Tora. Uh, I think this is a placeholder until they get to something like Oedo Tai has been getting a fairly good push, but I don't think Nasco is the one to take the belt off of Utami. I think they're building to bigger things. I think Julia might be the one to eventually do that. Uh, so I think this is just a placeholder and Utami wins. Okay. 
I'll, I'll agree. Based on your assessment, I believe you're probably right. Wouldn't it be yeah. wouldn't it be right. funny if part of uh Saya's uh you know wish was that they start pronouncing her name correct and that's why it's changed? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Also, occasionally someone in the ring will yell out the name of the person that they're uh, their opponent, like right before they hit I, I've heard Ricochet do this a couple of times. Like if he's in there against, you know, whoever, um uh Mustafa Mustafa Ali. Right before he hits him with a clothesline or something, he might say Ali, and then boom. Um, and they do that in in Japan, I guess. They certainly do it in stardom. And I've noticed that the wrestlers, when they say it, they'll say Kamatani. Uh, they'll say, uh, yeah, Kamatani. So I'm beginning to think it was supposed to be Kamatani this whole time. Ah. Uh, yeah. Very possible. Very possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, pay-per-view on Sunday. Uh, it would be tough to top the last one. Uh, last one, genuinely one of my favorite wrestling shows I've ever seen. Um, so tough, tough to uh, to match that. So I'm not expecting that, but that would be an, an, an unreasonable expectation. As long as it's good, and I think it will be, I'll be happy. Excellent. Well, enjoy it, my friend. You have to send me text messages. Let me know how we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with the with the with the predictions. Yeah. Um, excellent. Well, let's uh, move on to some NXT here on the show, and um, former Stardom. Uh, personality Io Shirai, <laughs> yep. a little segue. Her and Zoe Stark picking up the victory, and now are the number one contenders, as we hoped, as we hoped for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, this was good, pretty good too. Yeah, pretty, pretty good match. I, there was a little more waiting than I like, waiting for people to get in position to do their you know flying moves or whatever. Right. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, real happy they picked up the victory. Looking forward to that. Think they're gonna win? Ooh. Hmm. Oh, I don't know because I. I, I say get, they lose this and win a rematch. That would seem more plausible to me, just because Eo and Zoe. It's still so new with them being thrown together, mm-hmm. and I hate to see again a thrown together tag team take out and what is now an established tag team in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I, 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 I'll agree. I don't think they win this one. Yeah. They may, they may eventually do it, but I eventually. don't think they pick this up. Uh, yeah. Unless they want to go the route with the, the tag champions who aren't necessarily friends. I mean, we've seen that a lot throughout wrestling history. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't necessarily get the sense that they're going for that. Yeah. Um, have to wait and see. Of course, that's coming up uh, next week. Great American Bash, I believe. Yep. So uh, excited for that. Uh, we got announced that here in a couple of weeks, the breakout tournament will return. Uh, of course, former winner of that Bronson Reed um, has went on to great things. Of course, we'll be talking about him in just a, a few minutes. But yeah, I like the breakout tournament. I think it's good. Yeah, it, it, it's a little tough because most of the time you don't know anybody who's in it. So it's hard, it's hard to get invested in, Oh, who's going to win this match. Um, but uh, so many people in the last one have stuck around and have become people worth watching and worth knowing. So yeah, I'm definitely curious to see who we're going to have in this one and what they go on to do. I'm going to make was it clearly a successful venture. I'm going to make a, uh, way too early to know any better prediction. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, Rhea Ripley. Uh, no, uh, I think if he's in the tournament, because I'm hearing lots of good things that this guy is like going to be one of the next big things. I think Tyler Boudreaux. Okay. Um, I think uh, I mean keep an eye out for that name. I believe he could be one that like Bronson Reed gets the the big push out of this tournament. Okay. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a scary moment on NXT. Uh, you had Zia Lee and Boa taking on Mercedes Martinez and uh, Atlas, Jake Atlas. And there was a kick from Zaya to Mercedes and pretty much knocked her out. Um, and they had to pretty much end the match prematurely due to that. They took her off camera. Took her off camera. The X was thrown <laughs> up by the ref. We don't know a lot at this point. The only thing that's been reported so far that I've seen as of recording of this show is that they did send her for medical testing and for further inspection, but we've received no word from that. So uh, fingers yeah, I crossed. Heard, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> uh, no. we, I, I really enjoy Mercedes Martinez's work. I really hope that this is nothing serious, uh, that it was just precaution. So hopefully um, – it will all turn out fine. But yeah, very scary moment. Very scary moment from that. Um, I, I do like, I like Zia Lee and where they were going with this. I hope this doesn't fundamentally change everything. You know, I don't think it will. I mean, accidents happen. Um, it, uh, unless you mean, if I mean, take Mercedes off of TV and kind of change the stories. That that's, what what I, that's more what I'm getting oh, yeah. at. Yeah. Um, because I like you, I believe the other thing, you know, accidents happen. Right. That, you know, that I don't think there's going to be any ill will or anything like that. But if Mercedes is taken out of TV because of injury, mm-hmm. um, where does that leave uh, the, you know, Tian Shah and Xylee and Boa and all that? Keep going with Jake Atlas and maybe find a way to work around. Maybe if Mercedes can't be in the ring, she could still be there for yeah, storyline advancement. And- maybe just at ringside, but not. Mm-hmm technically get in for bumps or anything like that yeah so we'll wait and see we also had uh some more going on with uh carrying across and johnny gargano um just kind of he wants that title shot <laughs> yeah yeah and we had the the big brawl outside yeah. uh in the parking lot um i don't know i wasn't crazy about all the execution here little things stick out to me though like when when austin um God, what do i always want to say austin powers <laughs> Jeez. every time every time i want to say austin pa- and now all it's I'm the thinking way is, baby <laughs> <laughs> um now all i'm thinking is austin powers it's uh, uh austin theory <laughs> thank you man <laughs> Uh, I couldn't, all I could think was Austin Powers. Um, like when he stood up and just like fed his back to carry and cross for that forearm to the back of the head, it was just like a little too obvious. Like, could, yeah. could you not get up in a more natural way and let cross kind of circle around behind you and hit you stuff like that. Um, but I mean, you know, Johnny's going to lose. I, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know. They're bringing him up. You think they're bringing him up? I, well, yeah, I I think again, uh, as we're going to talk about uh, Bronson Reed here in just a second, I think something very, very similar could be going on with carrying Cross, and this could be a way to move it off of him, you know, kind of unexpectedly and quickly. Cause I think, I think there's going to be a, with live crowds coming back. I think we're going to see a lot of big moves 
leading into the draft and right up to it. And I think this might be the moment they take it off across. I think he needs to stay in NXT for a while. Cause I think if he comes up as is, he is not going to be very successful on the main roster. Now I'm not going to disagree with you on that because a, their track record of bringing people up from NXT to raw and SmackDown is not great nope. <laughs> in how they use it. So there's a big strike against there, but in the same way, maybe not, um, you know, maybe he might not be ready from his own standpoint to, to fit into raw or SmackDown. What stood um, out to me was his appearance on main event. Yeah. Last week. And it really drove home the point that I think right now he's an entrance. That's very possible. I, and a lot of people will argue the same thing that he is mostly an entrance and not much more. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying he couldn't be more. I'm just saying right now we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I don't know. It'll be interesting to talk about. Well, let's let's move on to the next one. I'll let you kind of. I know you're real excited for Hero. this. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah Swerve Scott winning that North American title. Ah, I popped. I didn't think. I thought. I don't know. I thought he was going to get disqualified or something. I didn't think that that uh, Bronson Reed would outright just beat him, but I didn't think they were going to do, do the switch this week. So uh, we didn't even know the match was going to happen when, yeah. when the show came on the air. Uh, they made it during the show and it was the main event and uh, yeah, he looked, he looked a good doing it. Uh, one with a, a, a well-placed 450 splash uh, to uh, Bronson Reed's back as Bronson Reed was crawling into the ring from the outside. So it wasn't your typical, yeah, he, he didn't see it coming. Right. So yeah, it was, it was well thought out and uh, man, I love hit row. They're going to be big. I think. Um, and yes. this is just the start for them. I'm waiting for BFAB. I think they need to get her into that women's division. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I'm loving Hit Row. I, you, because I didn't get to watch NXT live this week. Um, I got home too late, but you had texted me and you're like, Are you watching? I was like, No, unfortunately not. And I was like, Good stuff happening. You're like, Impromptu title match, basically. And I was like, Ooh, ooh, ooh. And my question that I posed to you, I was like, Okay before I had you spoil it for me because I wasn't going to be watch it, able to watch till the next day. I was like, is it someone on the roster currently? And you were like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Okay. Cause I was like, Oh, are they pulling like someone showing up for the first time or, you know, I thought you had someone specific in mind. You didn't No, not really. Okay. I was just, I was just, I was just curious. Um, and the reason that made me ask Santina. that question. Santina. Yes. Uh, was because edge kind of surprisingly showing up on SmackDown. I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to start pulling the trigger on some big surprises this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you said it was uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. And I immediately thought the title was going to change hands. Yeah. And then I asked you and you said it did happen because of, I'm sorry, Bronson Reed is a big old beefy boy. And Vince loves him a yeah. big old beefy boy. And yeah. I think Bronson Reed sooner rather than later is going to be on either raw or smackdown i don't know if it'll wait for the draft or not but i think he's going to be showing up imminently yeah and you know bronson reed is great and he he's good in the ring but let's be honest nxt had not done a great job of building him up that's true his title win like we didn't even know his story until that night when they finally put together some sort of vignette to kind of tell us a little bit about him yeah we didn't really know anything um he was just a face on the roster and so he wasn't it, it, i think 
people like him, but no one was clamoring for him to win the North American title or anything like that when he did. Um, there were like eight people that gave him a you deserve it chant when he had his yeah. celebration. <laughs> like, and again, I'm not, that it's not Bronson Reed. It's just NXT in a rare kind of uh, misstep just didn't build it. And so he didn't have any heat. And I don't think his title reign had heat, but uh, Isaiah Sir Scott, he's got heat. Yeah. Let me, let me pose this question to you. Uh, just a, a quick observation without diving into anything. So I, I could be way off base on this, but do you think NXT struggles to present, as you say, with Bronson Reed, they didn't really give us uh, what we needed until the last second, really, you know, build him up. Do you think they fail to build bigger superstars? And I mean, like, Physically, large, physically like larger size superstars, better than they do um, smaller guys. I don't, I, uh, not as a rule, it did take them a while to to build Keith Lee. Yeah, but once they did, they did a good job with it. Yeah. Um, do they really even have that many? And that's another thing is they big. don't really yeah. get a lot of the really big guys. They don't, or when they do, they don't tend to be around long before getting called up. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Something uh, worth worth. Just, just a, just a, a off the cuff, yeah. kind of observation, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, hmm. I, yes. Before we, before we move on, have something else. Ah, yes. NXT UK. Oh, okay. Um, on this week's episode, yesterday's, if you're listening to this on Friday, announced the arrival of a new female superstar, Blair Ooh. Davenport. Ah, better known as B Priestley. We knew it well, we didn't know, but the speculation was heavy. Yeah, she uh, had a, a vignette aired on the show. So B Priestley, now okay. known as Blair Davenport, has arrived at NXT UK. Okay. Okay. Look out. Injecting some <laughs> some some life in some more life into that female division, which I mean they had a good female division in the first place, but yeah. Um look out Mako's Hadamora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. If, they, if she's booked here like she was in stardom, <laughs> you don't have long. We'll get to the, the three year title reign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. right. Uh, I, I, I saw someone post on Twitter that it's she's the first AEW star to jump to WWE, which, um, sure. Okay. Oh. I don't see her as an AEW. Like she was in yeah. AEW yeah. for a handful of matches. She's a stardom star. She was the world of stardom champion. Yeah. She was the artist of stardom champion. She was the SWA champion. She's a stardom star now, who like, had a cup of coffee in AEW. Yeah, it's like technically she's the first person to appear on AEW and then move to WWE b- because she appeared there first. Right. But I wouldn't say again, like you say, she's not, she wasn't an AEW talent. That no. WWE went out and got. No, she was an AEW talent for again a cup of coffee. Then she was a stardom. <laughs> yeah, they they didn't see her work in AEW and say, "Oh, we need her." <laughs> they saw her in stardom and in Japan and uh, and elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed, agreed. But that's interesting. I think that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, I you know again adding big names to the mix. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um. Also, I, and I just thought of another one we didn't mention. I do want to throw it out there because I, I did really enjoy his work. 
part of those releases as we talk about bigger guys in NXT, Killian Dane. Oh, that's right. One that was released. Um, and sad to see that one. And also from the, the standpoint of, you know, he and Nikki being married. Right. And then one right. of them now looking for work sucks. It's got to Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed his uh, oddball pairing. Yeah. I, I actually kind of really enjoyed Killian and um, uh, Drake. Yeah. Drake Maverick. I, yeah. I like the two of them. The entrance music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. But uh, let's move on to Raw. And um, again, stuff that we don't like. Shayna and Asuka enhancement talents at this point. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What? Who? Like, well, never mind. I know who's in charge of Raw. <laughs> what? What is going on in that addle-brained mind? <laughs> and this, again, is why we need enhancement talent matches. Yes. Nikki needed to win something. Yes. Give Nikki a win, but not over Shayna. Yeah. Like, wow. Asuka... Oh. But, Asuka and Naomi essentially lost a handicap match. Yeah. To do drop slash Piper Niven. Yep. So Asuka gets pinned clean. Not technically a handicap match, but in execution, it was a handicap match. And Asuka got pinned clean in a matter of minutes. Well, five minutes, maybe. Yeah. And again, and even if you take the tag out of it, had this been a one-on-one match, do drop versus Asuka, Asuka still shouldn't be losing that. No. At this point. And that's hey, no that's not a match that should be happening at this point. Yeah, and that's no offense to Piper Niven. She needs to be built and you know at, and win matches. And win matches. But it shouldn't come at Asuka's expense. No. I would buy it over Naomi before I buy it over Asuka. Yeah. But no even offense then, to Naomi. And Naomi's but, a a former two time champion yeah. too. So, you know, these former champions should be protected. Yes. To a degree. If they're losing to the people, it shouldn't be in in a few minutes on Raw or on SmackDown. It should be in matches built on pay-per-views. Yeah. I, I just... Mm. It, it, that is the most frustrating part about Raw, I think, right now, is how they're handling the women's division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hands down. It's just... Mm. Uh, and then we had the, the tag match uh, with um, Rhea and Dana and... Um, Mandy. Mandy versus uh natalia tamina and charlotte who's the face (laughs) anywhere in this match who are the faces none of them were they were all heels yeah every everybody in this from how they've been presented on television they're all heels yeah what i mean who are we supposed to get behind yeah i mean i'm a rhea ripley fan Sure. So obviously I'm pulling for Rhea, but outside of that, for the outside person watching, why do I care about any of these six people? Right. I mean, well, I mean, you could maintain that Tamina and Natalia are kind of face, but even with the thing they've been doing with Mandy and Dana, they haven't really come off Mm-mm. as overly face type characters. They're Mm-mm. all kind of playing heel archetypes. Yep. I, <clears throat> I don't know. Again, the misuse of the women's roster on Raw is the most yep. egregious thing that's going on right now. Um, yep. I I don't know. But uh, speaking of things that not going... Well, hey, we got oh, a title back. Wait, what? Oh, no, that's right. That's right, because, yes. Yeah. 
I forgot. The 24-7 title made its return to Raw. Of course, they yeah. opened the show with this uh, Battle Royal, um, which very interesting because you had Riddle in the back um, because they, they had the Battle Royal because... With the Randy, note from Randy. Because Randy, for whatever reason, we still don't exactly know why, but was not able to be on the show. Um, and... So they had this impromptu battle royal. The winner would take his spot in the triple threat later at the shot at the the, the uh, being in the money in the bank. And Riddle had a note from Randy, <laughs> air quotes heavily in that, um, saying that Riddle should take his spot. And that if written in Kool-Aid, apparently. Yes. <laughs> and if Riddle wins, then he would go on to the triple threat. And if he would win that, that Randy would be part of the, the money in the bank. I like that. I like the storyline. I thought that was very neat. You know, Riddle fighting for mm-hmm. his buddy's chance. Yeah. Um, I thought that was. It made cool. it obvious he was going to win. Yes, it was very much okay. Now I definitely think this is going to be a Riddle win. Uh, yeah. They do let him. Damian in. Priest, who who came back from the void. Yeah, just out um, of nowhere, he's back. Um, yeah. And at least, it. and at least they, yeah, he could have used it, but at least they did give him a backstage segment with riddle later just to kind of keep him prominent in people's eyes that he, you know, he's back, he's around. So we'll see where they go with him. But yeah, during the battle battle Royal, uh, we had Tazawa getting pinned by Gulak. Then um, we had uh, uh, R-Truth getting his baby back (laughs) and pinning Gulak. And then Tazawa pinning R-Truth and leaving with the belt. So three quick title changes. Uh, takes the total title change count up to about 4,373,221 at this point. Um, <laughs> none of them ours. None of them ours still. Goodness. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me real upset because what's-his-name is a, is a 24-7 title holder and I'm not. Peter Rosenberg? Uh, yes, Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I knew who you were you talking about. You knew exactly about. who I was going for. And I like Pete. I like Pete. I do, do too. I like his podcast. I like I like his insights. Um, but still, it just sticks in my craw that he, he's a title holder. I don't I'm know not. why it's not been on Raw. Yeah. I was, uh, we've not heard one word, at least I haven't heard one word, yeah. about why our truth went away for a while. And he came back and has been on Raw Talk with the title oh no not with it but talking about the title because mm-hmm. uh, tazawa's had it for a little while but uh still it hasn't been on raw until now so yeah so who I, knows and and, and, it, and it could be one of those things that they gave it they paused on it because it is more of a live crowd thing they're wanting that reaction for it you know spontaneous stuff that happens live uh, uh they've been doing it for the whole well pandemic. that's true i i uh, don't know uh, again, Raw's a mess. <laughs> Let's just say it. Raw, fundamentally, from a booking standpoint, tends to be a big old mess. Um, yeah. But uh, speaking oh, of that, Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of that, though, uh-huh. and speaking of releases, the writer you were talking about last week was also released. Yes. Almost immediately after the show, like the next day, an article comes out that that writer, whose name I, I, I forget now, um, but was let go due to that because of as quoted the embarrassment felt uh from wwe based Mm -hmm. on her comments on that show that's crazy that is crazy um 
That's yeah. and, and, and again, we we highlighted that it's possible to be a good writer without having yeah. the, the encyclopedic knowledge or even any knowledge. If it just depends on how you're used. Yeah. Um, and I think, but I can see where it would be embarrassing to for WWE to hear to see your writer say that. Yeah, and I think it's the way she came off in that interview uh, is what it ultimately came down to. Um, I think there, based on it, what I read, there are probably different ways she could have worded things. Yeah, uh, and because she kind of, as a writer, you would think she'd find the best. Yeah, thing. and because she kind of chuckled when she was saying it, almost like it kind of a joke yeah and i think that's what they felt the real embarrassment plus i mean every wrestling site i know of was was talking about this Mm -hmm. and it was you know going around the internet so it's not like it was something they could ignore yeah um but yeah i I hadn't seen it when you'd mentioned it but then after we recorded i started seeing it pop up yeah yeah so uh, again, best wishes to her. That I think that sucks. Anytime anybody loses a job, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hopefully, you know, she'll catch it. If she's talented, as I assume she is, I mean, yeah. she's talented enough to get hired for the job. I'm sure she'll catch on right. somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and also, kind of speaking to that, I just remembered. Also, I just read before we went on, uh, Sanjay Dutt, longtime producer for WWE, has recently left. Now he wasn't part of those releases. He apparently had given his notice the proper way out you know kind of thing but he was backstage at dynamite this past wednesday and apparently will be uh accepting a producer role for them so he was big in uh, tna yes and actually i watched a highlight uh just random you know facebook video going down the rabbit hole and then there'll be little wrestling clips that pop up and one was this i can't remember who he was wrestling but he did a moonsault into a stomp on the chest. And it looked like just one because when he landed, his legs didn't bend. Oh yeah. I was like, ha <laughs> like the guy landed. I'm just like, how is he not dead? <laughs> if you want to see something that hurts, go to uh, this week's NXT UK and uh-huh. watch the finish to the main event between Jordan Devlin and a kid. Jordan Devlin uses a submission that I didn't even think would be possible without breaking another human being's leg where uh, a a kid is on his stomach on -hmm. the mat and um, Jordan Devlin picks up his foot, a kid's foot and starts to bend his leg Uh the way it's supposed to bend, except he keeps bending it until the back of his foot is on the mat. Ooh, Picture that. I, it, it, it was, it uh. looked bad. Yeah. Ooh. I have to go yeah. check that out. That's, oh, go okay. check that out. Yeah. Wow. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, jumping back to raw um, and again, booking issues. We did have that triple threat match, which Riddle was now a part of along with um, Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles, the winner of which being put into the money in the bank ladder match and my biggest fears were came to fruition our, our biggest fears came to fruition as drew wins mm-hmm. uh, and I, what's I'm, the story here yeah. it didn't even the finish didn't even make sense to me because uh riddle had just gone for the pin on aj mm-hmm. and omas pulls him out of the ring 
to stop the pin, and then Drew hits the Claymore and gets the pin on Riddle. Like, why even bother pulling eight? Like, why didn't Omas do something to stop that? If he's gonna, if he's yeah. gonna stop one pin attempt, why didn't he stop the other one? Yeah. So again, not a lot of sense being told in that story in the ring uh, with the result. And again, it's like, you know, is this really what they think the fans are going to be amped for when we get back in front of a live crowd? Another way for Drew to take an end round into a title match after the stipulation if he can't challenge Lashley. Now that's and another question to be had, even if he does win the money in the bank, is he allowed to challenge Lashley? Hopefully it'll be a non-issue and he won't win. Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. I really do not want to see Drew walk away with the money in the bank. Um I I suspect that he'll be moved to SmackDown. Roman's out of challengers. And that's true. You could if he if he did win, he could challenge Roman. Again, I think even if he didn't win. But I mean but Again, it's hard to, I don't know. I just, I just don't have a lot of faith at this point <laughs> in it going the way that I think it should. Um, but but that's true. I guess he does. Ten doesn't have to because the draft is coming up. Mm-hmm. So you could move him that way. Yeah. Because, um, again, yeah, Roman seemingly out of challengers, although. Yeah, that's why Edge is the challenger. Like, there's yeah, nobody left. We've got Edge, uh, potentially John Cena. I think yeah. day to day that a little bit, it's like, maybe it will, maybe it won't, maybe it will, yeah. who knows. Um, so but even then, like long-term, what happens after Cena? Yeah, it's like, where do you yeah. go after that? Yeah, so yeah, they're definitely going to have to to shake things up. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know. I really, God, I really hope he doesn't win. <laughs> really. Hope. Hey, what about that body press that Ricochet hit uh, Morrison with? Ooh, yeah, speaking of crazy moves, that was awesome. <laughs> that was fantastic. That was yeah. never seen anything like that. That was crazy. Obviously something that you could not necessarily only pull off in the Thunderdome era, but probably. <laughs> probably. You probably <laughs> least, don't want to try that with At least there. safely, safely pull right. it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great visual. I thought that looked yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Um, what do you think of... Uh, ricochet's kind of prankster character that they've got him doing um you know it's a character yeah it's it's nothing too crazy i'm a little annoyed that once he accepted that um open challenge and wore his street clothes he's continued to wear his street clothes (laughs) he, he still wears like slacks or or dark denim or whatever he's wearing he's not wearing wrestling gear anymore and that always annoys me unless it's a character trait. Well, and like I hillbilly Jim. And I um, think he's trying to make it one because I, I read an article where somebody, he was in an interview and somebody asked him about that. It's like yeah. uh, his continued use. And, and unfortunately I just can't remember exactly the motivation behind it, but he does have a reason for it. I will say that I'll have to seek out and see if I can find it for next week's show, but he did have a legitimate reason, at least in his mind as to mm-hmm. why he was doing that. So it is okay. a choice. Um, yeah. Well, whether, I assumed it was a choice and that he didn't just lose his gear. <laughs> was, yeah. Sell it on eBay. Um, uh, WWE's but, not paying him enough. But I meant more of a character choice for him, not like a WWE directive. Oh, I see. That. I see. Um, okay. So there is something legitimately behind it. Um, I'll have to look up and see what it is. Uh, don't know if it's one that we're going to care about, but <laughs> we'll yeah. see. 
yeah. But yeah, no, loved that that crossbody spot was pretty pretty awesome. Um, all right, yeah, that's pretty much uh, the show. Of course, again, we got uh, Great American Bash coming up on NXT this upcoming week. Um, should be pretty good. Uh, lots of good matches on there. Like I say, we got uh, what Johnny and Carrie Cross. We've got uh, the tag title for the for the women. I uh, believe we have a tag team championship for the men as well. Yes. On that um, with Ciampa and um, Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher versus the, is it the Grizzled Young Veteran? No, 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 no. M- MSK. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. Formerly known as the Grizzled Young Veteran. Yeah. So <laughs> um, and we've got the, um, no, they haven't announced a women's championship match have they no no Mm -mm. uh but we do have the million dollar belt on the line between cameron yes and um la knight la knight and uh stipulation that the loser has to be the other one's butler no it's only if cameron grimes only if cameron grimes yeah so it's the title it's the belt on the line for la knight and then the butlership the on the line la knight's gonna win this thing because i know that's gonna be so much fun <laughs> it is and because of the yeah. like i know it's gonna be entertaining i just man i really want cameron grimes i hope that at the end of this rainbow cameron grimes gets the push that i think he deserves <laughs> yeah at some the, point the, the, the pot the pot of gold yeah, I hope he gets that pot of gold. <laughs> okay, for what started he's the metaphor and then just abandoned it. In the yeah, I did. Of sentence. I did. Uh, that was my bad. <laughs> what happened there? Uh, well, I am not a. Well, I guess. Are I you could, writing raw? I I should be at this point. All right. <laughs> sounds like I am. Um, but yeah, I, I hope Cameron Grimes eventually gets his pot of gold and and uh, and gets that push he deserves for what he's got to go. But it is going to be hilarious. Yeah. As the butler and the vignettes they'll do with that is going to be hysterical. And you know he's going to be sabotaging the the tasks that he's given. And I, yeah, I see it's it, going to be fun. I see it like the um, the Miz and stunt double. You know, eventually mm. towards the end, Sandow was mm-hmm. was starting to be in it for himself and understanding. So I think that's how we'll go with this. It'll just happen a little bit quicker. Because in the beginning, Sandow was all about being Ms. Dow. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, that's Great American Bash. That's on Wednesday. Um, hey, come back and and listen to us next week. Hope you enjoyed the show. What's one thing you love this week, Steve? So when the Cosmic Angels successfully defended their Artists of Stardom Championships, they were presented with a trophy. You always get one when you win a title match, whether it's a defense or a title win. Um and someone, I assume, from a local business or something, some dude came <laughs> in the ring and presented them with two giant fish posters. Now, not fish the band. No. Actually, Posters fish. <laughs> with fish on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what it was about. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> But I guess it's better than not having fish posters. Yeah, I guess. Hey, you know, I guess, you know, free is free. Mm -hmm. Free is free, man. Um, Man, (laughs) just two giant fish posters. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Wow. That is interesting. Okay. (laughs) Um, 
as for me, it, it had to be the Viper Randy Riddle. I liked Matt Riddle <laughs> trying to be Randy <laughs> when he was with the music to too. He got the music. But I, I'm talking about backstage his interaction with Damian Priest. Oh, oh yes. He's like, okay, well, if you see Riddle, let him know <laughs> I'm going for like food or something like that. Whoa, 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 dude, it's me. <laughs> and I actually, he, he's I, found his niche. Yes, I love Riddle. I love the humor, and he's a he's a great performer. He's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. He really is yeah. in the ring. Um, but uh, I did read. It looks like they might be rolling it back, and he will go back to being referred to as Matt Riddle. Oh, that would be good. And not just Riddle. I did read somewhere that that is I hope so. forthcoming. I hope so, too. I, I hate... I, I didn't like it when they did it with Andrade. No. Um, I just don't like them. It's like, I don't see a point in it. <laughs> no. So, yeah. But, hey, good show this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course. Please let us know your feedback. Let us know... Um, your favorite wrestling characters. Let us know your favorite title runs. You can get in contact with us on Twitter. Just look us, look us up at Plus WrestleCast. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up the Positively Wrestling Podcast and make sure to download the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We're virtually everywhere. You guys have a great week. We will talk to you next time right here on Positively Wrestling. Not tonight.